It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the show. Another edition or issue of Ears Up Podcast. Well, we have a lot of issues, but... uh, you know, it's another edition of Ears Up Podcast, and today's going to be pretty cool. We have Jeremy from Spectro Radio sitting in with us. He's actually going to do our work for us so we can take a nap or finish our laundry or, or whatever it is that podcasters have to do uh, to survive. Jeremy is going to take over for us, and he's going to be talking to us about the... So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> the music of the Millennium Celebration. Apparently that happened at Walt Disney World. Um, Jeremy, what what's a what's a millennium celebration, my friend? Well, uh, you know, around the year two thousand, we we entered a new millennium, and that, so Disney decided to celebrate it. That's all rumor. Disney likes, they like to celebrate things. That's all rumor and conjecture. We don't actually know for sure. We don't know what for sure. That we entered a new millennium in two thousand. <laughs> we don't know that. Wouldn't it technically be like two thousand and one, since there was no year zero? Oh, that's that whole thing that I can't even. <laughs> well, that's why the, the Millennium Celebration was like a 15 months long, so they covered themselves either way. Oh, okay, there we go. All <laughs> yeah, right. They're, yeah. they're good at that. They're good yeah. at, they're good at uh, the old cover your butt clauses yeah. or whatever. Anyway, so you're yeah. going uh, to do a, a, a pretty awesome uh, segment, I'm hoping. If, it, if not, we're going to come find you. <laughs> yeah, um, I hope it'll be pretty awesome. Yeah, just <laughs> not great. But just pretty, pretty awesome. Okay, that's pretty awesome. It's not like somewhat, amazing. Somewhat awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole thing happened. You're like, you emailed me. And you're like, hey, I'm working on this thing, but it's like 30 minutes long. And I'm like, yeah. I know. Do you know the thing was Let's like you were? I realized though, having listened back to some of the other ones I've done, they're almost 30 minutes long. <laughs> like they have a tendency <laughs> to get long. That's what um, you do, man. You just you're talking, and we interrupt you. I interrupt you all the time. Um, so, you know, I think that's, what's great though. Like my favorite thing is when you guys, like I play something horrible and then you guys talk about it for 10 minutes. Like I love that. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad because we can't change that, uh, you about opened our, up our world in, uh, for Christmas time with a whole a new world, Mannheim steamroller, <laughs> Mannheimer steam wagon turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trust me. It took, I had to think about it first and then say it. And then I thought about it again. I went, mm, I don't know if I said that right. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Oh, that's good. You did. Um, so we'll get to you in a second, Jeremy. Let me take care of some housekeeping, though. Um, yep. You can find us on iTunes. You can rate us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, all that kind of stuff. Uh, rate us on iTunes. You can rate us on iTunes. You should do that. Um, we, we've been talking. We should go through and read our like some of our own like press. I did. I actually went through and read it. It's pretty good. We should like stuff. we like, should say it though like on the on the radio. Yeah, why not? I don't know. We just haven't done it. I think I might have rated us before I was part of the show. Oh, I did too, for sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like <laughs> four, you know, three stars. <laughs> no, no, I did five. No. I was like for a show that wants to be 15 minutes. <laughs> they these guys, suck. yeah, these guys are the worst talkers well, ever. Well, I think when you start off with something, you have you you call on all of your friends to do it. Oh, but absolutely. I don't think I've asked anybody in 2 years, so. No, it, yeah. Yeah, when sure. I'm going through it, I'm like, I don't know that person <laughs> and they think we're good. I tell yeah, you, the, the first time that we ever got a piece of feedback from somebody that I didn't know, I was like, "Oh my god, I don't know this person." <laughs> I felt legitimate. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes. We've arrived. 
Yeah, something like that. We, we, <laughs> we've done something. Uh, follow us on our social media. We have some cool stuff going on, um, especially this year in 2017. 17 years after the Millennium Celebration, apparently. <laughs> oh uh, we finally have some cool stuff online happening. Um, maybe not. I don't know. We talk every once in a while. And, uh, you know, if you like uh, to hear us talk, then, you know, follow us. Uh, if you have feedback. Okay. Let me tell you about email real fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Once again, I had a terrible breakdown with my email. I don't know what happened. I think what happened is the service that I use uh, to manage all my, my domains um, refreshed or something happened and all of our forwarding yeah. either it glitched out where I got some of it but not most of it. So for the past six months, again, I have not been receiving any sort of emails and that should be... Look, that should be a, 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 be a, a clue. That should be a clue, a yeah. trigger for everybody out there. If you have another email yeah. account and you haven't seen any activity on it for a couple of months, yeah. mm-hmm. check it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You should check it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we read most things that we get. Um, I, I, very dare, few I dare say we everything. Don't. Yeah, almost everything. Uh, especially for feedback, everything mm-hmm. we'll read pretty much. Oh, pretty yeah. much, yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm talking like trying to book guests and oh, yeah. you know all this kind yeah. of stuff yeah. and yeah. i just anyway so tons of feedback uh we're not going to do another show it wasn't that much uh you know where we just did a bunch of feedback shows uh but anybody who wrote to us i i, I wrote you back already i apologize everything should be fixed and now i have a, <laughs> a, 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 a reminder on my calendar my Google Calendar to uh, check on this, which is, you know, look, I'm 39. I should be a responsible adult by now, and that's what responsible adults do, right, Jeremy? They set calendar reminders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, when I'm out and, and I look at my phone and I'm in a bar or something and no yeah. one texts, maybe it's not that I have no friends. Maybe it's just that they're not coming through. No, that's, that's exactly different. How, you know, <laughs> shut up. That's exactly how I feel. Like, what's yeah. wrong with my, oh, my no. machine? Do you know, yeah. How many times while I, I was dating did I wonder if maybe my my phone was just broken? That's why he wasn't calling That's back. That's why the guy didn't call back for <laughs> yeah. the, the five years. Legitimately. <laughs> oh, I, so many times. I would go out Literally, to the like zero judgment. I would go out to the main phone and call my phone in my room, like just to make sure. <laughs> yeah. No, like, you didn't. Oh yeah, for sure. In, she was into me. I mean, yeah. she had to have called by now. Hey, the, the lines if, are crossed. If she didn't want to talk to me, she wouldn't have accepted my phone number that I slipped into her purse as she left. That's like, true. It's, you know what I mean? It's fine. It's, anyway, um, so on that email note, you can send feedback to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Any compliments go to Terrence. How do you spell your name, Terrence? Uh, T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E. There you go. You can say hi. Hello. To Bev at earsup, blah, blah, blah. And you can send whatever else to Jason at earsup-podcast.com. We did get a, a lovely PayPal donation, and someone said, say hi to Bev. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was That's pretty cool. That's nice. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, we have a blog with uh, some Disney info. We have our animated classics review, all that kind of stuff. I'm working on that. Bev is. I really am. Which one are you doing? I forget. The three habaneros. Is that how you say it? Cab- the, the, Cab- three ha- the ha- three no habaneros. The three plates of carbonara. It's <laughs> <laughs> the three peppers, right? Isn't that what it is? No. Caballeros. Caballeros. I apologize. The three caballeros. The three carboneros. I love carboneros. The three carburetors. Yeah, yeah. that's good. B- sponsored by Olive Garden. <laughs> It'll be up real soon. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the movie yet? I'm watching it on tomorrow. On tomorrow. On tomorrow. <laughs> so when you're in the middle of no, it. No, but I, I, I have purchased it. Did you? It's on YouTube. No, it's not. I'm not going to watch a movie on YouTube. It's going to be terrible. You know I what? purchased You're it. right, and I think you should, and I will even pay you back if you want. No, because it, that it was when $3.99. The, it's the, cool, bro. Right, the Saludos Amigos yeah. 
it's on YouTube, quote right. unquote. It's not on YouTube. It cuts like the first five minutes out, and it just it's not really. It's terrible. Yeah, the sound oh, yeah. is it's different. Terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, it's not worth it. So there, Terrence. <laughs> so I purchased Let me know if it, makes it, it better and for I plan you. to watch it tomorrow <laughs> and write my little blurb. All right. So it'll be up All very right. soon. Cool. You should just turn on your phone to text to talk and let, I'm gonna and let Abby. No, but let Abby just I write should. it for you. Oh my god, that's great! <laughs> and then you should edit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. I have all the time to do your work for you. you should, I, I would do it. You should definitely like. Uh, but I don't want to like. I don't want to like untie knots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I'm gonna do it, I'll just do it. But yeah. what I don't want to do is do extra work. No, I agree. It would be way extra work. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, if you want to support great radio like this, and, you know, why wouldn't why you? Why wouldn't you? Uh, support us. Do our, all of your Amazon shopping via our Amazon link. We also have reoccurring PayPal donations if you want to do that. You can buy some Coviers. Go to getcoviers.com. Um, also, the best and most newestest way to support us is via Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash ears up, I believe. Mm-hmm. No hyphens involved. It's pretty weird. I made a URL with no hyphens. Well, there have been people in the chat room asking if we could play the intro to the secret show my there. answer is no Go no. no sorry it's you to secret subscribe. Gotta subscribe. we subscribe. can't even talk about it it's so secret what secret right. show what are you talking about exactly. yeah never heard of it first rule of secret show <laughs> never heard of secret show <laughs> yeah it's um it's it's pretty cool we have the second one recorded i'll release that at some point this month mm-hmm. um so everyone who donated in december thank you very much your rewards are pretty much all delivered uh lulu i know is working tirelessly um on getting your drawings in the mail so those should be done soon. So sign up if you want these cool rewards in January. Sign up, donate to us. Uh, sp- not, it's not even donate. It's um, support, uh, support, support us. They got Patreon supporters, yeah. right? Yeah, support us. You get cool stuff. I, I promise you. It's patreoncom slash ears up. P A T R E O N. Taryn, feedback. All right. Uh, the first one we have is from Lindy. Hi. So this is an idea that may be too far from the Disneyland theme of your show, but an idea that I thought would. I would at least suggest. What about a bit of history on actors and actresses that Disney Studios used used in multiple movies, like Baloo in The Jungle Book and Little John in Robin Hood, or the same young actors that were in Old Yeller, Swiss Family Robinson, and Babes of Toyland, and of course, Haley Mills. Did Walt have a hand in any of it? Just curious, their relationship with Disney Studios or even Walt just seems like an interesting bit of Disney history. Anyhow, just a random idea. Love your show. Thanks for bringing us a bit of Disney joy, Lindy. It's a good idea. It's an interesting idea. idea. Yeah, it it definitely is is veering a bit away from the the goal the, of the show, I guess. But park centric at kind some of point, yeah. and that's know. what that's really what we want to do. Because I think there are other podcasts out there that do that other kind of stuff. But it would be interesting to pick some cool, unique things. And look, mm-hmm. at some point, we're going to run out of stuff oh, for to talk sure. about about the park. Right. It's just going to happen. Well, and I'm so. sure throughout that kind of research of that kind of stuff, it ties back into the park somehow. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so good like, idea. Uh, Thank you very much. What's his name? Uh, he was there for his 90th birthday. Oh, oh, yeah. What's his name? Dick Van Dyke. David Lee Roth. That guy. David Lee Roth? Yeah. I did Scoot him back down. I love him. I would always love to learn more about him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That would be a great one to start with if we did like a little series on that. There you go. All right. There we go. All right. Bev volunteering for some work. Perfect. I love it. The next one is from Jesse and... 
I'm going to do as best as I can. Hi, I'm Jesse. I'm 11. Oh, wait, I'm 12. And I live so close to Disneyland, I can hear and sometimes see the fireworks each night. Aww. Of course, I'm not giving you where I live. Then I would be a Dumbo. I know many <laughs> I know many people work at, that work at Disneyland. You guys are my second favorite Disney entertainment thingy because my first favorite entertainment thingy is, drumroll please, Justin Scared. He is Disneyland, he's a Disneyland YouTuber, which has amazing videos. You guys should get together. Uh, you guys together would be a dream team. Don't forget Spectre Radio. OMG, it would bring so many people to your podcast and so many people to his videos. Okay, wait. I unfortunately haven't contacted him, so maybe you guys should. Sorry in advance. I listen to your podcast during homework, and it helps me so much. Well, I better go. I got to do 12-year-old stuff. P.S. I will try and get my dad to take me to the 100th podcast. Bye. That is the most yes. articulate twelve-year-old I've yes. ever heard in my whole I life. You probably voice texted. Literally, I, yes to all of that. Yeah. I, that is awesome. I have to do twelve-year-old stuff. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I have to go troll in Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. I have to go play Hanzo on Attack and then let, let everyone yell at me. But I go, no, it's my cool skin. Oh I love gosh. everything about that all feedback. It. It's and I hope he can make it to the hundredth. Or she? Be, that would be I don't really know cool. if it's a girl or what a was guy. The name? Jesse. Oh yeah, could go. I'm not sure. Jesse makes it to the show. Yeah. So I watched a couple of the Justin's. Scared, scarred. I don't know. Just um, scared. Yeah. It's uh, the, the guy's funny. It's weird. It's not really that how old dizzy. of a guy he is. He's our age. Okay. And he just says weird things like in his kitchen. Right. We there's like a ten year difference among <laughs> us. Like I don't know. That's fine. All right. Does, he just does, does weird stuff. things. Like he yeah he films himself like going to the grocery store when he was sick. Like it, it was just odd. Okay. It's odd stuff. But I could totally see why an 11, 12 year old would love it. He's how, quirky. How many followers does he have? The video I watched had 10,000 views, and it was from oh, January 10th, so oh, not bad. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's our new best friend. Yeah. Best What's friend? up, dude? <laughs> hi, my name's Bev. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi to me. Hi. Uh, all right, go ahead, Darren. Uh, and then the next one, uh, gentlewomen and gentlemen of the pod waves. You can count on the Colorado continent of... Uh, contingent, I'm sorry, of Main Street Fanny Packers to join the fun uh, for episode 100. All both of us. If it helps, we would gladly pay $50 or more to hang out with you folks at Ralph Brennan's. Perfect. I'm already wow. excited, jazzed, to take a trip that doesn't coincide with a I Disney run that. race. I see what you did there. <laughs> like, most of our, like most of ours do. Uh, looking forward to more info. Eric and Brandy. I'm telling you. Hi, Eric I, and Brandy. I know, <laughs> I don't like Jason, I know you, and I know that you're thinking, oh, it's going to be a bus. It'll be like, oh, yeah. Be seven people there. No, I, Four of which will be us. An hour before it starts, I'll check the rafters and make sure they can support my weight. An hour. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I'll be doing. I'm going to have to get you out of the bathroom as you're yuking because you're so. But I'm telling you, people want to come to this. I think it's going to be great. Well, we, we sh- we'll have an announcement for that in a second. Yeah. Any more feedback? I will do, I will do one more that I uh, apologize, Clayton, but I have. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to even. And read the whole beginning. Um, I love it. you, but I'm just gonna start at the end. Yeah, we get we harass you, Clayton, but we we, we no. We I like think you. he's Don't great. It, I yeah. think he's totally he's great. great um, it was just a lot of. Uh, a lot of stuff right. about himself, and I don't want to get too personal on here. I was born <laughs> well, he, in the month of August. Or, he was basically talking about why his emails are so long. Okay. And so I'm just going to go with, uh, thanks for all the shows. I think I owe you like $1,000 by now for listening to Perfect. them all. Sounds I, good, Clayton. Good. Thank you. Very concise. Um, I hope this email is long enough to live up to expectations. And then he's uh, he says, in defense of Bev regarding fakers, quote unquote, mm. One, do you think people who think that they uh, find waiting in lines unbearable just didn't develop or weren't taught discipline as a child? 
I do. <laughs> two. Whoa. <laughs> two. Wow. If waiting in lines is so unbearable, then why go to Disneyland? There's a line to park, a line in traffic to get to the park, a line to get into the gate, and people crowded all around the tunnels, under the railroad tracks, and we've only made it to Main Street, let alone rides, food, fireworks, uh, uh, parades, merch. Three. Most Disneyland rides have great queues. If you can't stand waiting in a Disney line, then how do you shop? Can't you just go with a group of people? They wait in line while you go while you go walk around until they're at the front, then meet them in line. Four. Bev wins. Totally. All you were trying to say was don't cheat. That's it. You're right. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Thanks. I admittedly I admitted insanity, then sided with Bev. Does that negate her? Okay, fine, <laughs> bye. <laughs> So and many questions and more <laughs> on the next Clayton email. Yeah, uh, and that, we'll we'll end there for today. For okay, sure. okay, <laughs> that sounds good. Hundredth um, episode, uh, we are confirmed for Ralph Brennan's on oh. November eleventh. Um, start time to be determined. Tickets to be determined. Uh, we have to figure out. So there's going to be like an app, and you know, uh, I don't know about some drinks. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, but the more stuff we add, the higher the ticket price. So I kind of feel like everybody who would want a beer would just go downstairs. It's going to be at the top level. If you've been to Ralph Brennan's, you'll know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's on the second floor on the balcony. <clears throat> so we can kind of overlook downtown Disney. Uh, you know, I think it'll be cool for us. Yeah. Um, you know, so people can can see what we're doing and see what we're all about. And it could be cool for you people because it's a um, a unique uh, opportunity to. Come watch us. I don't yeah, know. You're um, welcome. But you know what I mean? So the, the more stuff that we add to the thing, the higher the ticket price. And I want to keep it low. If you guys want to eat and drink and stuff, you know, I might just leave it up to you guys to go do go do that. We'll have some things throwing out there just to, you know, to, to, to nosh on real fast. But for the most part, I'd rather spend that money on giveaway stuff. I completely agree so with you. So we're going to yeah. do games. Terrence and I are going to work on some games. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some raffle stuff. We're going to mm-hmm. give some things away, some cool stuff. Um, not just like, you know, pins that we made up. Uh, we're also giving out pins that we made up. So um, <laughs> there's that. Wow. Nobody. Okay. I'm, s- I'm sorry. <laughs> I was reading the That's right. thing in there. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it develops. But on November 11th, we're pretty much there. I think we need to sign the paperwork. Yes. Darren, and, and, and bring that and, and, and fax that over. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Um, but November 11th, Ralph Brennan's. That's a Saturday, people. It's a Saturday. So uh, make your plans accordingly. I'm going to start talking to the Disneyland Hotel to see if we can get some sort of bulk room rate. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, snap. I think you have to like have like reserve ten rooms or something like that. Oh, Maybe even that. we might even be able to do like bulk tickets, but I I think I'm that might sure. be too much. I, I well, don't know. Well, and the, the problem with doing that is if we don't get ten people getting these rooms, then we ha- then we owe the re- we owe the money. Yeah. Well, I'd like to stay there. Yeah. I'm sure you guys would like to stay there. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. So Whatever. that's three rooms already. <laughs> yeah. Don't sound so excited. Well, I mean, it's closer than my. You, you guys know how I am. <laughs> yeah, you'd hey, rather this walk. This hotel was only fifty dollars, <laughs> but yeah. it's four miles away. <laughs> I can only check in at three in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they want my thumbprint. <laughs> yeah. And my mother's maiden name. It's like Scientology. You have to sign a billion-year contract. <laughs> hey, let's to stay. Uh, I don't. I don't. It's too political. I don't think we should talk about really Scientology. Soon, too soon. Um, okay, we're. Ready, right? Ready for Jeremy. Is Jeremy ready for Jeremy? Oh, I'm sure Jeremy's ready. Jeremy's a professional. It's Spectro Time. This magic night, a million stars will play beside us, cast a spell of light. Glimmering, shimmering, carousel. 
Hello, Jeremy. Glimmering and shimmering and carouseling. That's how I love it. That's what I do. Uh, you know what shocks me is I was thinking about this today. The last time I was on here was the night before Thanksgiving. Wow. But that seems what? like, like no years way. ago. Yeah, wow. because we took most of December off. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 I just huh. can't believe it. It's hmm. been too long. Wow. Too long. Glad to have you back. Oh, it's good to be back, I have to say. Uh, happy New Year. Can I still say that? It's still <laughs> That's January. True. I can still yeah, why not, <laughs> man? I once got Happy New Year in March. Um, That's pretty so good. That person really must I, like you. I um I want to take us out of Anaheim today. Okay. So back to Lindy's feedback. Maybe sometimes it's good to, you know, get out there and not yes. just talk about Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about the Millennium Celebration. Yes. And um, this was a pretty big celebration that happened around the uh, at the year 2000. Um, in the So let's go back. In the middle of the 1990s, Michael Eisner formed a task force called the Millennium Committee. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds it, intense. It sounds very intense. <laughs> very secretive, too. Yeah. You would never guess what they were doing in there. No. It's like the Manhattan Project. Um, and the question that the Millennium Committee needed to answer was, how do you celebrate the world? Because unlike previous Disney celebrations, which typically deal with like anniversaries, like Mickey's birthday, 25th anniversary of the parks, this is something that really isn't Disney at all, but Disney's going to celebrate it. And they needed to create an emotional connection with people who don't all speak the same language because, again, you're celebrating the world. So Epcot was selected as the park that would play host to the Millennium Celebration because Epcot presents a unique opportunity to celebrate and speak to cultures outside of just the characters and the Disney stories and the fairy tales that we all know. Epcot is a place that really celebrates the human experience. So this is why I personally think that the people who get the Millennium Celebration kind of get Epcot because you tend to hear feedback from people who go and they're like, oh, you know, it's like World Showcase and like Future World. Like they have nothing to do with each other, but they're just like smacked up next to each other. But if you look back on the Millennium Celebration or you've experienced the remaining elements of it, because most of it's a lot of it's still happening today, um, 17 years later. <laughs> you you see that Epcot is a place that celebrates humanity. So whether that's our diverse cultures or our technological advancements or where we're going as a species, it's a place about who we are and what we do and where we're going. And that's why I think Epcot actually works so well as a concept when you think about it from that bigger standpoint. Yeah, I get that. Um, is it always executed very well? No, <laughs> but conceptually it's there. So 1997, um, Don Dorsey is named the creative director of the Millennium Committee. And we know Don Dorsey because of his previous work on the Main Street Electrical Parade and earlier versions of Illuminations that he worked on. Um, so he writes up an idea, like a kind of like a storyboard, just on, an, on a piece of paper for the, celebration, for the centerpiece of the celebration. And that centerpiece of the celebration was going to be the new nighttime spectacular coming to Epcot which would eventually be called Illuminations 2000 Reflections of Earth. He writes this up on a piece of paper on an airplane. <laughs> wow. So there's many other parts of the celebration, but Illuminations was the centerpiece, and it was the first concept that they came up with. Originally, Hans Zimmer, the legendary film composer, had promised Michael Eisner that he would score the show. And we know Hans Zimmer from his work on The Lion King, Pirates of the Caribbean, Muppet Treasure Island. 
oh, one wow. of my favorites, White Fang. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know, right? Jeremy's going deep there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so upon meeting with the team, um, so Zimmer goes and he meets with Don Dorsey and Dorsey lays out kind of like what they're looking for. And Zimmer basically says, okay, uh, let me know when it's due. And then like how I work is I'm a really busy guy. So I'll just do it at the last minute. So I need to know what day it's due. And then I'm just going to work on it right before that. So they're like, okay. <laughs> um, but they're like, we've kind of got to make, this work because when a legendary film composer promises your CEO he's going to do something, you have to try to figure that out. <laughs> so they schedule a meeting and they have they to fly Hans Zimmer down to Florida to watch the version of Illuminations that was going on at the time, um, so that but he could kind of not, just get his bearings and see what's going on. Did they not have like video? It just seems like that's a pretty big chip. I don't know. Well, you know, uh, being there is worth a thousand videos. There you go. <laughs> I think also anytime you can expense a, a trip, mm. you're yeah. going to do it. That's true. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't have YouTube in the 90s. True. Although they probably had to do something. I don't know, VHS. <laughs> Betamax. Whatever was going on back then. So they, and being Hans Zimmer and Don Dorsey, those are two very important people in their industries. They, they have like, they need like three months to schedule a time when this will work out. So it's like three months later, two days before he's supposed to show Zimmer cancels. (laughs) He's like, I can't make it. Okay. So they're like, okay, fine. Like we've got, we've got to work this out. Like we got to figure it out. So like, and maybe another six weeks later, they, they reschedule. Again, two days before Zimmer cancels. So now oh, they gotta hate this guy. Right. Like I mean <laughs> come on. So Don Dorsey is in a pretty tough position because this film composer has said he's gonna do it. Your CEO's waiting for him to do it, and this isn't working. Because so the thing is Zimmer's used to scoring movies, which that's the last thing that happens when you when you make a movie. The movie happens first, they edit it, and then you throw the soundtrack in. But right. for a Disney show. You've got to have the music first, and then you time the lasers and the fountains and everything to that. Uh So they need the music early. Okay. That makes sense. So they have to go to Zimmer, and they have to be like, so Dorsey goes to him, and he's like, listen, this doesn't seem to be working. You you can't make it. Like, we we really have to get this moving. The clock is literally ticking. So Zimmer's like, no, 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 it's totally fine. I totally understand. And they said, maybe is there someone who you know or you work with who you could recommend that might have may be better for this so he's like yeah 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 i'll give it to gavin he'll do it (laughs) so he recommends a guy named gavin greenaway and greenaway says oh thanks hans like that's great what do they know about me do they are they familiar with some of my work like what hans like no 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 they don't know anything about you they've never heard of you but just go take the meeting it'll be fine you'll be great (laughs) sounds great well hans had to go take over nakatomi towers that's kind of what happened so (laughs) he was busy yeah so Gavin Greenaway was living in Saint, uh, Santa Monica at the time. He drives down to Anaheim and he meets with Don Dorsey and Don Dorsey gives him the whole thing, the storyboard, basically. And he's like, listen, you know, we need a, it's basically a 12 minute show and we need to tell the story of the world and the creation and blah, blah, blah. And Greenaway sits there, listens to it all, takes zero notes and <laughs> says, OK, thanks. I got it. I'll get back to you with what I'm going to do in a couple weeks. <laughs> oh, that would drive me up. I would I would have stopped five minutes and be like, do you need a, a, a pen and a pad? Because, uh, you, you know, that would drive right. me up the wall. I couldn't deal with it. 
working at the last minute is so hard. It's like getting a call or getting an email the day you're supposed to be on a podcast. <laughs> Don't you hate that kind of stuff, man? Uh, those those people drive me nuts. It just it's annoying. Wow. Uh, that's a little thing. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so, um, wait, where was I? Oh, okay. So, uh, Imagine you're just imagine if you're um, Don Dorsey, though. First, you've got this guy who says he works at the last. He's not going to do it till the last minute. And then he cancels twice. He recommends a guy who comes and takes no notes like I'm. (laughs) But a month later, Greenaway sends his first demo CD to Dorsey and it brings Don Dorsey to tears. Number one. Whoa. A little Jurassic Parky. Very yeah. Jurassic yeah. Parky. I loved it. <laughs> um, but Bev is actually very smart to point that out because um, when they went through the storyboards with Gavin Greenaway, they get, also gave him samples of music that they liked and thought could inspire him. And, you know, we want certain parts to feel like this and certain parts to feel like this. And one of the composers that they gave to Greenaway was John Williams, who wrote the soundtrack to Jurassic Park. So there you go. Very ah. good. Very good ear, Bev. Thank you. Sorry about the delay. <laughs> Bev, Bev was busy buffering. She's. I was like, I, I think there's a spinning, there's a spinning pinwheel on her head. Sorry. It's not just the internet that's having issues what today. What is wrong with us tonight? <laughs> it's Friday the 13th. Sometimes I respond to texts in my head and then I don't text back. Oh my god. Anyway, Jeremy, continue, please. Oh. Okay. Um. <laughs> Okay, so uh, where okay, so Gavin Greenway has the job. Basically, we played that that track. It's great. Mm-hmm. Dorsey's crying. We're a go. <laughs> so, since working on this project, Greenway is also notable for composing the soundtrack to Bravissimo, which was a nighttime spectacular at Tokyo Disney Sea, and also for two of the tracks from the Vancouver 2010 Winter Olympics opening ceremony. One called Peaks of Endeavor, and the other was called The Olympic Flame. So he wrote the soundtrack to Reflections of Earth first, and um, that's what we just heard. And we're going to come back to that. But the second piece that he wrote after Reflections of Earth for the celebration would be used as a musical backdrop to a parade called Tapestry of Nations. Tapestry of Nations was a parade each evening at Epcot at sunset that took place on the World Showcase Promenade and was themed to world peace and unity. And this parade kind of gets the celebration going every day. So at sunset, you start off with tapestry, and then the finale is Reflections of Earth. Um, It featured oversized puppets, which were operated by performers almost like reverse marionettes. So if they would they would be walking on the ground with these massive puppets suspended over them, they were large towering figures 
and they were designed by Michael Curry, who you will know um, famously designed the puppets for The Lion King on Broadway. Um, so if you've ever seen that, those really amazing artistic um, puppets, he also did this. That's cool. Um, the puppets were abstract characters that evoked non-specific cultures. So again, answering that question, speaking to people from all around the world, um, you don't want anything to say, oh, that's definitely African or that's definitely South American. It was, it looks diverse and it looks artistic, but you can't really pinpoint exactly what you're looking at. Um and they incorporated various materials such as sheet metal and large, colorful, flowing fabrics. But one distinct character was the Sage of Time. And he, uh, the Sage of Time led the parade and featured a rich costume that incorporated stilts, large robes with gold trim featuring the symbols of alchemy, and a headpiece representing the sun with a face. The sun, again, being an important icon because it's a symbol that is familiar to every culture on the, in the world. So answering that question again, making that emotional connection to people who don't all speak the same language, the sun is a great way to do that. Take a listen to the Sage of Time's Tapestry of Nations prologue and note Greenaway's sweeping musical introduction in the background, number two. Peace and goodwill to all who gather here for this earthly celebration. May the spirit of humanity bring us Together, may the promise of the new millennium light the child within your heart. And now, as the millennium drums unite and become one heartbeat, let us fly, fly together, hand in hand on the wings of joy, kindness, compassion, and love. Very intense. Yeah, I love that. So um, so he leads it off, the, the, the Sage of Time. Um, another visual feature of the parade, apart from the puppets, were these 15 giant rolling percussion units known as the Millennium Clocks. And you just heard the Sage of Time reference the drums uniting and becoming one heartbeat. Mm -hmm. So these giant rolling units were meant to evoke both a vision of the past and the future, as well as the passage of time and giant Roman numerals along the outside suggested astronomical clocks dating from the mid-16th century. Between the spokes of these massive wheels are clusters of drums, which represent tribes and nations. The clock stood at 19 feet tall and had on each side a platform with a performer who plays on the drums as the wheel turns, pounding out the heartbeat of the celebration. So think about the symbolism here for a second. You've got a person beating a drum that's mounted on a clock that's rolling around wor the world, world showcase. Mm -hmm. And what that message is, is our hearts are the beat of the drum. The drum is the beat of time and time is the heartbeat of the world. Take a listen to this clip from Tapestry of Nations featuring the Millennium Heartbeat the, and the Great Millennium Walk, number three.
keep thinking is I want Childish Gambino to come in on this and drop some bars. <laughs> I think he could light that track up, dude. Wait, who? Childish, Childish Gambino. Gambino? <laughs> Donald Clover? Who is that? That dude don't play, man. Don't yeah. worry about it. Bino? You don't even know Bino? Boy. Oh, man. No. Just stop Look it, it up. Just yeah. look Just it up. Do yourself a favor and Google it. Just He's no little yachty, but that dude, <laughs> oh, that dude can kill goodness. it. <laughs> he ain't no 21 Savage, but whatever. All right, sorry. Jason. Sorry, Childish go ahead. Childish Gambino? Childish Gambino. He's that dude Hold on a minute. He just sounds like a, like a grandpa. Wait, what? Childish, YouTube? Wait, can you spell that? Childish Gambino? <laughs> oh, dude, that dude is the best rapper out right now. All right, sure. Sorry to throw you off, Jeremy, but that's... <laughs> that's I realize we're only on clip number three. So uh, yeah. we should yeah. we should curb our... Uh, yeah, I know, right? We should curb <laughs> our... Uh, we should check ourselves. Uh, go ahead, please. I'm glad I asked for a whole show. Uh, <laughs> we may need a two-parter here. So the music of Tapestry of Nations wove together several themes, including the Millennium Heartbeat and the Great Millennium Walk that you just heard, but also Reach for the Stars and the Human Spirit. So Disney's normal parade formula is you create a four or five minute piece of music and then you loop it and it repeats. <laughs> and it might change for each per like for each parade unit that comes by, but basically you've got the same theme. So Lion King might come by and they'll alter it a little bit, but basically it's sensational over and over and over. <laughs> Greenaway was like, yeah. How about I just write one long 26 minute piece of music? <laughs> Perfect. Which is Jeez. what Tapestry of Nations is. I think that's how, how long it clocks out at. Why not? <laughs> Um, and it's an, I can listen to all 26 minutes and it is just the most amazing. He's a, he's a genius. I love this guy. He also used an audio element of the sound of ticking clocks in places throughout the piece, kind of as musical instruments themselves, as the drums and the tempo take their cue from that ticking passage of time. Take a listen to this clip featuring Reach for the Stars, the human spirit, and the finale of the parade and listen for the clocks. Number four. the future hand in hand. Wow. I heard the clicks. Like, yeah. Like yeah. A, That's amazing. Like, like, a, like a clock. Yeah. I love I think... these shows. I really do. The music shows are really good. Yeah, I like them too. Yeah. He does such a good job, and I think it's so because it's all about the whole show the whole millennium celebration is out the, about the passage of time, mm -hmm. and he times the music to play off a clock. The guy is incredible. I can't even. Huh. Like, I can't even anymore. Uh, recorded with a 71-piece Philharmonic Orchestra and a 30-person choir, Greenaway's Tapestry of Nations acted as a musical introduction to the Millennium Celebration that needed to be bold. 
he recounted, I would think it's okay, but it's not grand. And so I built on that, writing something stronger each time. I ended up writing something huge, but I would never have gotten to this magnitude immediately. He also wrote with cultural origins that were deliberately indeterminate so that wherever you come from, the music makes a personal connection to you and it can mean what you want it to mean. Um, So the parade has ended and now you're standing there in the middle of World Showcase and the 19 torches, if you've been there, you know that around the World Showcase Lagoon, there's these 19 massive torches and those torches represent all the centuries that have passed until now. So those torches are lit and world music starts to slowly gain in volume around the lagoon immediately following Tapestry of Nations and 30 minutes prior to the big show that's coming, which is Illuminations. So what this music is doing is it's calling us in around the fire Mm -hmm. because we're about to get together all around the world and we're going to tell our story. So this music is setting the scene around the fire and it features various tracks of world music. Now, there have been two different 30-minute music sets over the years. The first ran from 1999 to 2004, and then a new one replaced that that still runs to today. Take a listen to this montage of some of the music from the Illuminations 2000 Reflections of Earth pre-show through the years, number five. Ladies and gentlemen, Epcot is proud to welcome you to World Showcase Lagoon. And in just 30 minutes, we invite you to enjoy Illumination, Reflections of Earth. Thank you. What? 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 Uh. What? Give me Lambo. Got it filled up. I don't even know. Got a big cup. That's very diverse. Yeah. Was that childish Bambino again? (laughs) Bambino. It's It's the great Bambino. Childish Bambino. (laughs) You come and eat my cannoli and you leave all the time. Oh, but I see what you mean about about kind of making it this culturally ambiguous mm-hmm. mass of music, but still very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's really um, cool. So those tracks, that was Texas by Wimmy, Businger Real by Javia, Jalan Copo by Sabah Habas Mustafa and the Jugala All-Stars. Guess Say where that they're again. From. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> but good job. And, and Our Life by Utara Kuru. Um more recently, Disney has brought back the original loop, and on some nights you can hear either loop playing. So I was there last weekend, and on Sunday night they played the original loop, and on Monday night they played the new loop, and I think I was the only one who noticed. <laughs> Probably. Uh, but I was freaking out. Um, and I was like, oh, it's perfect. I was right what I wrote for my uh, big performance on uh, Ears Up this week. Uh, <laughs> they do play both. So... Nine o'clock has now arrived and you've got all this lively world music playing and a lively atmosphere fear. And then suddenly the music fades away and it's silent and you know something's coming. And then you slowly hear this eerie music and our old friend, the Sage of Time, is back and listen to what he has to say. Number six. 
evening and welcome. We've gathered here tonight around the fire as people of all lands have gathered for thousands and thousands of years before us to share the light and to share a story. An amazing story, as old as time itself, but still being written. And though each of us has our own individual stories to tell, a true adventure emerges when we bring them all together as one. I hope you enjoy our story tonight. Reflections of Earth. What was that at the end? He's blowing a candle out. Oh. Yeah, that, I, that's what I thought. <laughs> and when you hear that candle go out, all the lights and all the torches around World Showcase go out. So wow. the impression that you get is that this much bigger being than all of us just blew out everything. So it, it gives you a sense of how small we are. That's kind of cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like the, the that, interactive, like where, where it's not just the parade and the flashing lights, but it's right. that ambiance that's timed with everything too agree, is, yeah. is is equally as impressive. I agree. And um, so that that blowing out that is that impactful, like the lights go out, that relates back to what they do. So that's Don Dorsey's. That's his handiwork because if you think of something like the Main Street Electrical Parade or. Um, paint the night there's always that big climax in the music that the fanfare and then the lights go out Mm -hmm. that's this version of that so that's you can tell that's sort of his handwriting on this um and that voice is ed in the lion king uh jim cummings who is ed in the lion king razul in aladdin and tigger in winnie the pooh oh cool so it's a familiar a familiar friend yeah and when those lights go out you get two pyrotechnics that go off over the lagoon and that is meant to evoke something called a cosmic collision and then all hell breaks loose and this is chaos and what this part of the show is meant to tell you is the beginning the formation of the universe the formation of the earth and you've got this massive inferno barge spitting fire everywhere pyrotechnics going off left and right it truly is chaos and gavin greenaway is there with his music helping that along what he did was he used two different musical devices in order to make the to to further that story of chaos. So it's the first is that it's written in different time signatures other than four four. So most music that you would hear, like the Goo Goo Dolls, is <laughs> actually actually the Goo Goo Dolls is um it's it's in six eight the song you played. Is it really? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six, eight. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. There goes that. And I can't get a dream Sorry. Um, so that's that's that is uh, that's in six eight, which is more of like a waltz. Four four is in is in even even measures. Um, and what he uses is different time signatures, like two eight. It's all written in eights. Two eight five eight six eight seven eight. Um, which is not as familiar to particularly Western listeners. Um, but the other thing he does is he uses them all next to each other. So one measure might be in 2-8, the next is in 5-8, the next is in 7-8. Yeah. Okay. What that does is it makes you feel really uncomfortable. It gives you a feeling on, of uncomfortability. So you're not – you're in unpredictability. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's coming next. Like yeah. listening to the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> you're afraid of what <laughs> <laughs> They should have just played that. <laughs> um, 
And then towards the end of chaos, he does this really neat thing where the last eight measures, he actually counts down. So the the eighth to last measure is an eight, eight, and then it goes to seven, eight, six, eight, five, eight, four, eight, and so on. And that creates this suspenseful buildup where the music is getting quicker and quicker and quicker in terms of the time signature Mm -hmm. to a big buildup. The other piece, the other musical device he uses is syncopation. So in syncopation is where the powerful note that you hear in a measure comes on the offbeat as opposed to like regular rock where it's like boom, pow, on the downbeat, you hear this one and two and. So take a listen to chaos and hear how the less common and alternating time signatures and syncopation help demonstrate the feeling of chaos number seven. So when that settles, um, that's the end of the the big bang and the formation of the universe and the formation of the earth. And you go into the rest of the movements of the of the show. And those are space where you see the earth is cooling, the development of life, adventure, home, celebration and finally meaning. Greenaway worked hard to write music that would blend seamlessly with the show's visual effects. He notes that most fireworks displays splice together familiar tunes in 30 to 40 second segments. So if you think about World of Color or Remember Dreams Come True, you see, you know, a couple, maybe a minute or two of uh, Little Mermaid, a minute or two of Lion King, 10 minutes of Frozen. And then at the end, you it makes an immediate impression, but... There's no common thread or overall message. You just have a bunch of mini impressions. Mm -hmm. The challenge in Reflections of Earth was to create an original sound with smooth transitions so that when you come to the end, you feel like you've experienced an incredible symphony choreographed to a light show. Take a listen to this montage of Greenaway Symphony, Reflections of Earth, number eight. Can you tell me what the last segment, was, what time signature that was written in? <laughs> it was in 4-4. Four, 7-8. Four. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Seven, yeah, know. yeah, you're right. Oh, actually, you had that 6-8 so quickly, I was like, oh, sorry. man, he's going to I'm a musician, this. so I, I can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But that's not the end. There's another piece of music after a very brief pause. And 
the reason is they wanted to convey that here we are. So Reflections of Earth tells you the story of Earth and the creation of Earth until now. Um, but we're, here we are standing at a boundary, a threshold, and that's the new millennium. And it's our responsibility now to marry that past to the future, and it's up to us to make the future. So the d- musical device that they use is the f- the, what you've heard till now is all instrumental. But now the new song, the next song is going to be a vocal. So composed by Gavin Greenway, sung by Kelly Coffey, this is We Go On, number nine. <laughs> oh, Kelly Clarkson. That was good. I love it. They have a flair for the ending. I mm-hmm. love these it. songs, man. You know. Yep. Yeah, they know how to bring it home. So when you're watching that, um, they wanted to do this whole like a thousand points of light thing. Yeah. And uh, so there are exactly one thousand pyrotechnic sh- white pyrotechnic shells that go off at the same time. Nice. And that's the thousand points of light. But th- the same thing that those do is they they're very bright and that illuminates all of the people's faces around World Showcase. So. Again, symbolism, it's yeah. all about the people standing around the world illuminated. So it's all about us. And I just think that is so amazing. Like, I'm getting choked up even saying Aww. it. <laughs> it's so, it is. It's really nice. It's actually funny. Before you said that, I could actually picture fireworks going off right oh, then. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's very well thought out. Yeah. It is. So um, then there's another um, piece that plays, and this is more of a pop version of We Go On. Um, again, music by Gavin Greenway and lyrics by Don Dorsey, voiced by Kelly Coffey again. This is called Promise. Promise serves as the exit music to the show. Take a listen, number 10. It's no Mariah Carey on New Year's Eve, but it's pretty good, I guess. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I love it. Yeah. I'm loving it all, Jeremy. Oh, I'm glad. So there's another uh, song that was part of the Millennium Celebration called Celebrate the Future Hand in Hand. And this was the anthem for the entire celebration, not just Epcot. And this was played in the other parks. And it was also used in the commercials that promoted the Millennium Celebration. And also elements of this song were woven into some of the Epcot shows. This is also written by Gavin Greenway. Celebrate the Future Hand in Hand, number 11. With a voice from every country 
done this before. I've done this, yeah. Where have yeah. I heard that before? I remember hearing that as well. It sounds yeah. really familiar. They used it in um the the campaign around that was called Catch the Magic. So um you would huh. you would have heard it in the around the year two thousand if um it was in the commercials if you remember those commercials. Maybe, from maybe that's years where ago. it is, but I feel like it's something recent. But huh. I don't know. Maybe dis I mean Disney reuses stuff. Maybe they threw yeah. it out there at something in uh, Disneyland. Oh, that's right. I played it before the show. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm just kidding. Right. You got an email with it. Right. So why I think this whole one of the reasons why this whole thing was so successful was the consistency that Greenaway used in weaving together several different pieces of music into one coherent message. And he used this variations on a theme. So you can hear elements of promise in Tapestry of Nations, and you can hear elements of We Go On and Reflections of Earth, and it all is very subtle, but you hear them together. So I've given I put together two examples of this of how these themes vary in the, in the different pieces of music. So here's the first one is Promise with Tapestry of Nations and he, listen to the same theme and how it's varied number 12. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. So it's like later on when you hear Promise, you've already heard that melody before when you were watching Tapestry of yeah. Nations, but mm-hmm. you might not be able to say, I've heard that, but it just, it creates this cohesive consistency. Mm-hmm. Right, right, Definitely. Right. Here's, also, an, here's, oh, oh, go ahead. That first song that we just heard, the first part with the lady, that's mm-hmm. one of those songs where like you think that you can sing along with it, even if you've never heard it before. Totally. <laughs> I tried to, and I, I was like, too. I don't know the words to the song. It sounded Stop like, it. Uh, can you paint with all the colors of the Oh, wind? it did a little bit. Yeah, the Pocahontas song. Hmm. That's, what it, yeah. that's what it sounded like at first, yeah. A good friend of mine used that where the where the woman singing Promise as her wedding song when she danced with her father. Aww. That's, that's I, nice. I was cheering. <laughs> I'm sure. That's awesome. <laughs> um, here's one more example. We go on and reflections of Earth, number thirteen. <clears throat> So there's that. That was my jam. jam. I do like that build, man. Yeah. So one of my favorite things in these segments to do is to give you guys the history, but then to tell you where you could have heard or experienced some of these things when you weren't in the Disney parks. Ooh. 
Back around the year 2000, ABC had the rights to the Super Bowl. So okay. naturally, Super Bowl 34 in the year 2000's halftime show was the Millennium Celebration. Huge. <laughs> wow. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> but a Super Bowl needs star power. So our friend Kelly Coffey, who we still hear in the parks, has to sit back for a second. Oh, uh, she got <laughs> booted. I know. <laughs> she probably heard like, okay, her agents were like, I got some good news and some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is your song is going to be in the Super Bowl. The bad news is you're not going to sing it. Exactly. <laughs> not going to be. <laughs> so instead, they brought in Christina Aguilera, oh. Enrique Iglesias, Phil Collins, and Tony Braxton. I watched that while... halftime show. You did? Yeah, sure did. Oh. <laughs> I can't tell if Jeremy's judging or, or so hard jealous. Uh, okay. just because in the year 2000, like I wasn't into disney like this is pre me disney no, so, like, i didn't Christina know to Aguilera. watch it i was like i don't know whatever <laughs> it makes me so mad and then edward james almost filled in as this age of time hmm. that's a good move here's a sample of the intro to the super bowl 34 halftime show with christina aguilera and enrique performing celebrate the future hand in hand number 14 Enrique Iglesias sounds weird. And now the Walt Disney World Millennium Celebration Orchestra. You gotta catch it if you can. The magic's unfolding. And you can hold it in your hand. We can touch tomorrow today. We have too much fun doing that. That's about right. Oh, boy. I liked that one. Put your hand on the future? Put your hand on the future. Why not? Yeah, why Why, why wouldn't you, Taryn? What do you got, do you got against I'm the future? I'm trying to figure out how you do that. How do you put your hand on the future? Clearly symbolism. you're not doing it. Dude, symbolism. Then we've got uh, Edward, James, Edward James Almos giving us some saves of time narration and Phil Collins performing a track from Tarzan, number 15. The sage of time has returned to rekindle the human spirit and lead us in an earthly celebration that unites the nations of the world. Once again, as it does every thousand years, the gateway of time has opened, giving us hope for a better tomorrow. Let us celebrate all the creatures who make this their home. I'm not gonna lie. Phil Collins is my guilty pleasure. Oh, I love oh. that guy, man. <laughs> Absolutely love Phil Collins. Is my oh, jam. Oh man. <laughs> that whole Tarzan soundtrack? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's going on tour. I I like that clip. I will say though that I like the Sage of Time in the Park better than Edward James almost. And I love Edward yeah. James almost, but I, I don't know. I like the park guy I better. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I don't know Edward James almost except from this. What is he? He's an actor. Yeah. He was in um, uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yes. He was in Battlestar, the remake oh. of Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Not because he has acne scars, but I, it was a mis, I misspoke. I know he was in Dexter. He was in one of the seasons of Dexter, but he was he was in famous in other things. He was famous for that the uh, the teacher who was like a teacher in the principal. Not Stand by Me or Stand Up, but oh, it's like yeah, but, uh, Stand yeah. and Deliver. No, 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 no. I have Come on. He was in Blade Runner as well. Yeah, but who who saw that? And he was in Miami Vice. <laughs> huh. He's huge. You've never seen Edward James almost? Or are you joking? Stand and no, I really. I mean, I just assume that he's famous, but it I'm is like, Stand and Deliver, isn't it? Yeah, no, he's been he's been around for like forty years. Man. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Yeah. I guess if I was really doing a good job with these, I would have Googled who he was before <laughs> we came on. <laughs> Instead of just asking, uh, you know who this is? <laughs> who also, is this guy? Also, forty. His first movie was forty-three years ago. What year was that? I don't know. Okay, nineteen seventy-four. Math. Just Dang. saying. Oh, I, sh- I guess I should. Forty years ago, I think like. Wait, nineteen seventy-four is not forty years ago. Forty-three years 43. ago. Yeah, forty-three. I, okay. Yes, I, when I was, like forty-three years ago, that was like fifty-two, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all right. What what comes next, Jeremy? And Tony Braxton brings it home with We Go On as only Tony Braxton can, number 16. She got some pipes. <laughs> no, she does. And she has amazing range. Like to go that low and then that high. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, she's good. No, that was a real question. I wasn't being sarcastic. Why did she go bankrupt? She went bankrupt? Yeah, yeah it happened. Because people forget about property tax when they buy mansions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, true that. I think I learned more from you guys than I actually <laughs> <laughs> It's a give and take. Bankrupt? <laughs> Now, now, next time you hear Tony Braxton at the wherever you hear, her. you're going to turn to your friend like, you know, why didn't you go bankrupt again? And your friends will be like, what? Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> it's silver like, legacy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, what happens next? Jerry? I think I just like when she goes to instead of to reach out and understand, she goes to reach out and understand. <laughs> <laughs> if you were coming back into the country in the year 2000, in the 2000s, you could look up at this video screen and see. A video called Portraits of America. It was about a 12-minute video with Americans of all different walks of life welcoming you to the United States, number 17. Welcome. 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 <laughs> welcome. Like, I want to come back to the States now and have Illuminations be welcoming me. Like, that's so great. That would, that <laughs> yeah. would be kind of amazing. 
right? Or like Main Street Electrical Parade is just playing while you're getting your passport stamped. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. I'd be great with that. I'd be I w- like, I love America <laughs> yeah, I w- so much. I would travel more, I think. No, you yes. <laughs> Speaking of that, did you see that you saw the trailer? I imagine for for Main Street Electrical. Oh man! Like that commercial yes. or whatever. That thing is unbelievable. Yes. And did you see that article that we posted? Um, How Bowers? Uh, he was on the show a while ago, I think, yeah. from um, the Bay Lake Society. Yeah. Uh, he did this whole like breakdown of all the the Disney Easter eggs ever, and like thirty five like random. Uh, oh, that's a lot more than I thought. I've got to yeah. read that. I didn't see that. You should. I think it's on. It, it, look, it may be five. I may have exaggerated. I don't know. Um, but uh, it's it's pretty cool, man. Check it out. It was on our Facebook page. Yeah, I will. I mean, it, there's got to be a lot in there because yeah. you're looking at it and there's so many things on the screen. I'm like, I, and I'm looking. I'm like, I wonder what that is. I wonder what that is. So it's right. got to be stuff. I'm sure it's not all meaningless. Yeah. So Reflections of Earth has won 11. Uh, it's It's highly awarded it's won 11 straight best outdoor night production show golden ticket awards and gavin greenaway won an emmy for the music he wrote as it was used by abc in various tv spots throughout the last decade including here number 18 this is an abc news special the 2000 vote now reporting Peter Jennings. Welcome back to our coverage of election night from our election headquarters. That's when Gore Gore won, but they took it away from it. Oh, thank you, Florida. It was very. uh, It was. I think it was a little too inspirational of a of of a of a piece of music to be using in like an election coverage. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, yeah. We go on whether we've got hanging chads. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Life goes on, man. <laughs> After the Millennium Celebration wrapped on January 1st, 2001, Tapestry of Nations was reconfigured into a new parade called Tapestry of Dreams. It kept the puppets and the Millennium Clocks, but in this version, the Sage of Time was replaced by three annoying elf-like creatures <laughs> called the Dream Seekers. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, you're going to love this. Uh, Leonardo Columbus represented discovery, invention, and genius. Elfin represented nature, magic, and emotions. And Cosmo represented space and the unknown. So instead of this noble figure that led the parade with dignity and in sense of awe, we got this. Number 19. Welcome. Welcome. Hola. Bienvenue. We are the dream seekers here to conjure for you. This earthly celebration is not what it seems. <laughs> the visions you'll see are the power of, of dreams. dreams. A world you created. So lift up your voices to celebrate all of the reds and greens. And welcome the future, the tapestry of dreams. First of all, I dream in CMYK, so... Um, <laughs> this is... Uh, <laughs> Who who okayed that? Everybody makes <laughs> That's mistakes. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so. Okay, so we've been watching this show, um, the Scientology show with Leah Remini or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, and I feel like like going full Scientology on some of these ideas that Disney has either gotten away with, like the Dream Seekers, and we should just like who like like Taryn said, who okayed this? Let's stand out in front of their house and pick at them, <laughs> call them a subversive person, and uh, you know ask them what their crimes are. 
this their crimes are documented well here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Tapestry of Dreams was meant to pay homage to our dreams of the future and had a tribute in the middle to the greatest dreamer of all, Walt Disney. The new audio featured the voices of children from around the world expressing their wishes, hopes, and dreams for the future in their native languages, number 20. I don't understand any of that. I understand like a lot of not english i I think that was a point (laughs) i understood like i got some of their uh their nationalities right like i there i think there's french in there and chinese but there's a lot of it i couldn't really understand which makes me i think a bad citizen of the world like i should at least be able to determine a few dialects here and there you you got a few yeah you got three i only got french oh i think i heard spanish no the the second one was spanish Yeah. yeah yeah Well, that's kind of cool. I mean, I I do like the you know the the inclusion and in, 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 you know especially in a place like Epcot, um, I think you kind of have to do that. Uh, but I, I think they pull it off pretty well. Yeah. My assumption is that each language is from a different country of World Showcase, but I can't confirm that because mm. I can't speak all eleven of those languages. <laughs> oh, okay, that, that would make sense so, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could do a little bit more research for this, but <laughs> why? Yeah. It's right? done. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Tapestry ran until 2003, but you can still hear the original Tapestry of Nations score as it is used as the exit music for Illuminations immediately following the song Promise. It's kind of unfortunate that the Millennium Celebration was punctuated by this distortion of such a great parade, but thankfully we still get to enjoy Illuminations, Reflections of Earth nightly at Epcot. And you can hear all of the music of the Millennium Celebration every Sunday night on Spectro Radio. During the Sunday Illuminations Hour, which kicks off at 8 p.m. Eastern with Tapestry of Nations. That a boy. Excellent. Excellent coverage. Yeah, that was was really good, man. Very in-depth. I feel like I have seen the show now. You know, like I was there for the celebration. Well, hopefully, you know, I know it's a a Disneyland show, but I know you guys did the trip to Disney World. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I hear feed you read the feedback and people like, oh, I might go to Disney World. And hopefully when if they do go and they they will make a point, if you if you've never been my I would strongly urge you that this is the one nighttime show you need to see. Um, And uh, hopefully now when you watch it, you will have a little bit more knowledge about kind of what's going on and you'll find that helpful. Yeah, I, I, and not a spoiler, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, for sure. I do. I didn't know about all the fireworks. <laughs> well, when we go back in eighteen, we'll 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 be sure to watch it. Hopefully, they haven't like changed it by then, or moved it, or whatever. Yeah, hopefully not. Uh, Jeremy, as always, my friend, thank you very much. Thank you. I enjoyed it. It was. It wasn't too boring sticking on for, <laughs> for this whole time for us. <laughs> I hope I hope the segment was not I hope the segment was the less boring part of the show. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> it was great, man. You did no, a good you, job. It was awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. Very good. All right, All right man. Guys. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Have right. a good night, everybody. Bye, dude. Bye. Bye. Jeremy from Spectro Radio, everybody. Very good. Yeah, I like him. He's, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, I like him a lot. 
Um, I'll tell you what, Terrence. I know we were talking about doing a window, but let's just go. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Let's not do that. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we beat this show to death. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, um, all in all, though, I think it turned out okay. I think so, too. I think it was a great show. It's a great uh, show. I just, um, I'm trying to scroll up my notes here. Sorry about that. Turn down this music. I was going to do Disney News, but I'll save it for the end of the show. Or I'll save it for the next show. Okay. Actually, we're doing. Uh, oops, let me. <clears throat> See, I'm not even ready, dude. I, I liked all that stuff. I, I like hearing all that kind of the background and what's mm-hmm. going on with stuff, man. It's pretty cool. He always brings a lot of good information when he comes on the show. I like that. Yeah. I like yeah, he definitely, he knows his stuff, too. Yeah. It's very clear. Absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. He's not throwing anything together. No, like not last minute. minute. Definitely not. Yeah. That's why he doesn't really fit in on this show. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, okay, <laughs> fact of the show, everybody. Uh, the Matterhorn was originally just a pile of dirt excavated from the castle's moat. It's expensive to get rid of dirt, so it kind of just hung out there for a bit. After several years and apparently several incidents involving some pot farmers, whatever that is, uh, that dirt was excavated for the construction of Matterhorn Mountain. Um... Although Matterhorn is structurally sound, it's apparently slowly sinking into the ground. Yeah, it is. <laughs> really? Right? Mm. Crazy talk. Craziness. Anyway, everybody, thank you very much for you live, folks. I appreciate you hanging on for us, uh, sitting through our technological issues. Uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, you won't know anything about it except for <laughs> these weird, perfect. random yeah things. So uh, anyway, everyone listening live, stay tuned. We're going to take about a 10-minute break, and then we're going to come back with some more radio. Um, and then you podcast folks, uh, just flip to the next show or wait another couple weeks. Anyway, uh, this has been Ears Up. Thank you very much, guys, and we'll see you in the parks.